if we first go down to the basic understanding of masculinity and the perception of masculinity, what is this? We have to really understand that masculinity starts out with what is that that we believe is inherently in men and expected of men within society? My name is Johnny Elsasser, and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons, and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. This is a Soul Fire production. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Art of Masculinity. Today, I am diving into uh, something that has come up recently. Really, it was it, it kind of stemmed from online, right? Like, so posting some stuff out on Instagram got a little controversial, as you would imagine, right in today's society. And uh, it kind of then evolved into me looking in more to kind of this ancestral creation of masculinity of what men were expected to have done in a society, right? And I had a great conversation with Jack Donovan. That episode is going to be out in the coming weeks. And I wanted to dive a little bit into a piece that he and I spoke about on the episode, but I wanted to address kind of individually because I think it's very important, right? Um, there's a lot going on, obviously, with masculinity today, and there are numerous avenues in which we can view masculinity. And one of the ones that I, I've read in depth on, but I'm not necessarily fully agreed uh, with, is the version of masculinity that masculinity can be anything. Now, I tell you guys to find your authentic version of masculinity, right? That is a different thing. And we're going to get into that in this episode. But I want to kind of address this, this first piece, which, you know, Raywin Connell, who's one of the foremost experts on the sociological aspects of masculinity, she has really done a lot of the research since the early 1970s and come out with amazing books and structures around this and created theories that have helped us to really understand some of how masculinity was developed in our lives. Part of that is through her development of the four approaches I've talked about before. Um, part of that is through identifying what she refers to as hegemonic masculinity and kind of how that has been part of that patriarchal structure throughout society and created what we've come to know. In a way, it's it's uh, there are a lot of bad qualities to it. And in a way that it created a lot of structure within society and allowed us to progress, right? So it, it goes in one hand and in the other as well. So that's a different thing. But I want to talk about, you know, she, she developed this and she also developed book masculinities and kind of the summary of that is that, you know, masculinity can be everything and uh, it's nothing and it's everything at the same time. And this was something Jack and I had a conversation about on there. And I, I definitely don't agree with that. I don't agree that masculinity can be everything and nothing all at once. That, that obviously is a, is a contradictory perspective, in my opinion. And not to discredit Raywin, uh, she's done a great job with some of the other aspects, but this is not one I necessarily agree with because if we first go down to the basic understanding of masculinity and the perception of masculinity, what is this, right? We have to really understand that masculinity starts out with 
What is that that we believe is inherently in men and expected of men within society, right? And in that is what we value specifically in men. Now, it doesn't say women can't possess this. It doesn't say because as we all know, the men and men and women have a balance of masculine and feminine, right? But if we're going to isolate what is masculinity, and this is part of the conversation that's being held in society today is what is masculinity, right? Because the the if we go to the root, if we go to the definitions of masculinity, it is it's very arbitrary. Masculinity, in and of itself, the definition is the quality or nature of the male sex, the quality, state, or degree of being masculine or manly. Okay, that is the exact definition from Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Okay. So if we look at that, you see how arbitrary that is. It, it, it allows for fluctua, uh, fluctuation of masculinity, and it allows it to be, in my opinion, the it, it gives it the ability to be adaptable to different cultures. Now, I don't believe that masculinity has necessarily a common thread throughout society globally. Now, do I believe that masculinity has structures within each culture that are defined pieces of, of what is expected of a male within that society? Yes, I do agree with that. But do I believe that that translates globally? No, I don't agree with that. And, and we can see that, especially in today's society of what we look at as men. Now, again, if we go ancestrally, I think this is a different conversation, but we have to really bridge the gap of where the separation was. Uh, ancestrally, and then where it is now evolutionarily through the development of civilization and social constructs that we have now, taking out some of the pieces that created a common thread of masculinity, taking the environment out of that, because an environment can dictate the version of masculinity that is there. The environment can make it expected so men have to perform a certain way within their societal structure because they inherently have specific qualities that address that need. We are in times, and we have been for generations now, where a lot of that has been removed and the environments have been drastically different globally, and they've been drastically different from the past. And therefore, I believe masculinity has adapted to be cultural and not necessarily one, in, one entire foundation for the globe. Now, this being said, again, it take you got to take a listen to the episode that I have with Jack Donovan. He's done a lot of research in this, very, very well respected in his right of how he's um, really identified masculinity, especially from its root qualities that, again, I believe at one point were traversing societies globally, right? Because everybody had pretty much the same environment. So when we look at this, we want to address that first piece, which the first the the first piece is like what I'm talking about. Do can masculinity be everything and nothing all at the same time? No, guys, it can't. It's got to have defining features because we as men inherently have some defining characteristics in which we respect one another and what society has expected of us throughout our time, right? And that has adapted culturally, but there are certain expectations for men. And so when we look at that and we can start to see maybe what that thread is, that is what masculinity is. Now, can your version of masculinity be an amalgamation of some of those pieces expected and then a lot of other pieces that are authentic to you that you bring into the man that you want to be? Yes, I agree with that. 
That's what we talk about. That's what I teach on. That's what I'm trying to help men figure out because sometimes the expectations within them are not necessarily what's best for them authentically, but they can incorporate different masculine features that may not necessarily be inherent as the accepted or as the as the prescripted common thread culturally, but are still masculine features like subsequently or in a complexity way. They're they're derivatives of masculinity and men can incorporate that into their version of masculinity to be authentic. I think we really have to have a big conversation about this because there are things now, guys like Jack and myself and some other men's coaches, we're trying to get guys to a similar place. We just have, uh, and, and we pretty much actually believe a lot of the same things, but we have a little bit of a different approach to get guys there. And I think that's what we see in the men's coaching space. And then you have guys that are just, you know, completely fucked, but that's different. So, uh, that when I talk about this though, I want to talk about what Jack and I discussed and it was the, the four characteristics of that he believes in men. And this came out of his book, the way of men, really, it was around courage, mastery, honor, and like brotherhood slash like kinship. Okay. And I, I believe those to be very strong foundations for men. Even to this day, I do. I, I actually really liked the ones that he found were pretty consistent within societies cross-culturally, um, very ancestrally, and in the early development of us as human beings and then the society that you know progressed afterwards. I agree with these. And I think that there is a level of those that translate into certain societies still to this day. Absolutely. Uh, do I believe that they are the common theme underneath all of masculinity worldwide? I don't necessarily agree with that perspective, but I see a huge value in understanding them and potentially incorporating them, even if the, your culture isn't necessarily fixated on those four expectations of men, right? And so I look at these like, yes, they were deeply ingrained in us. And yes, there probably is resonance of them within most men. And I would say at least within most men in certain cultures, let me preface that, within most men in certain cultures. And then I would see them as not necessarily being within men in other cultures. And so when we talk about these, they were really, again, the expectations of men during the developmental times within society and within, uh, you know, this creation of human life and civilization, right? They helped us to have roles and responsibilities because any role or responsibility that was encompassed under those or on top of those four uh, characteristics inherently fell to the man. And so therefore, that's why like a lot of people want to point back to hunter gatherer and stuff like that. That's why the hunting and the protection came from men, because that embodied the, the masculine uh, features of courage of uh, honor, of mastery and brotherhood, right? So that is that is an, an underlying theme there. Now, as we've progressed in society, evolutionarily, we have constantly and dramatically in, evolved our environment. I mean, to be honest, yes, anything can go wrong at any time. You guys know this, I believe this, and I believe in being prepared. But at the end of the day, the high likelihood of that happening to you at any given time is not really uh, a probability that you should, or I believe men should stake their entire lives on, personalities on, and authenticity on. I don't believe that. And 
I believe that if we are going to really understand what we're doing here with masculinity, it's that we can say, we can come to an agreement that masculinity has certain features. I believe those features that Jack was talking about are actually apparent within men. And I believe there's probably more that we could include in kind of like the baseline masculinity, but I think it needs to be expanded because I think that certain cultures may have like three of those and they could be different from another culture, but yet they're all still on the masculinity spectrum. They're all still expectations and perceptions of what it is to be a man. And culturally, I think, again, that differs. So we got to allow for a wider breadth of this. And then the combination of them looks differently within cultures. I think that is, in my opinion, the conversation that I want to be having, because I see this as being a more valid structure to what we're experiencing today in society. Uh, I believe that to be a more valid structure to the adaptability of men, to the adaptability of the environment that we are in now, uh, because you're not having to survive. You're not having to necessarily even protect. I mean, civilization has created the role of police officer, has created the role of militaries, has uh, harnessed um, technology to help with that level of protection. So there is a massive amount of that duty that was taken off of the collective men. Now, do men preoccupy those specific roles within society? Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. But they, the, the average guy, the majority of men, because of the small amount that are in those roles of legality, the, the larger amount of men have been able to abdicate those roles. And in that, they no longer uh, can, in my opinion, again, I, I, and I respect the hell out of Jack because he's done a lot of research on this. But in my opinion, regarding this, those now have, have been transitioned to have other pieces um, next to them on the side that are masculine. They're still expected of dudes. They, we see them as masculine features, but it's an expansive role. And then the, the way that certain men combine them are different. And so I don't know that we can synthesize since the really the kind of the strong infrastructure of cities and the strong infrastructure of, you know, uh, uh, laws and society, especially since the early 1900s, really, um, even, even into the 18s and 1700s, as we've started to really create uh, a civilized way of life as far as collectively around the world, right? Like if we look back to Rome, it's obviously they had their own civilized way of life. Persia did as well. We're not talking about that because th those were few, in my opinion, those were you know few and far between as opposed to what we have now. Cities everywhere, every culture is, is got some form of uh, level of city and civilization that is you know relatively structured within it for the most part. Almost every country does. Um, there's still obviously some countries not not quite there, but th for the most part, I think it's obviously that's fair to say. And in that. Because the fact that we have had some of these roles abdicated by the average dude, it no longer becomes the prevailing theme of masculinity, right? Because again, if we can agree on what masculinity is supposed to be, it's in my opinion, again, supposed to be 
the underlying premise of what is expected of men and is inherently looked at um, as manly within that society, right? So it's got to be kind of both of those. It, it's it's theirs and it is associated with them. And that is kind of the masculinity that we've all been referring to. So I think dissecting this down more to that level is where we can see how it applies to society today. Now, we can go back to the old ways and incorporate these things. I don't think they're bad. 100% don't think they're bad. And there's a lot of this that I value. You know, I value a high level of honor. I value a high level of mastery. I value a high level of courage. And I value brotherhood. Those are all key ingredients to the man that I am today. But do I believe that that's a common theme for every man amongst every civilization within the world? No, I don't. And not only that, are you less of a man if you don't incorporate those things into your uh, combination of masculinity? No, I don't necessarily believe that either. Now, say, for instance, you were to combine maybe two of those and then two other masculine features and bring that into your foundation. I don't think that that's wrong. And I think that's what creates these different versions of authenticity to masculinity because they're still, again, pieces of masculinity expected of men, but maybe they're not as salient as the original four were from, from our inception of creating social structures. So as we talk about that, that is where I want to make this defining principle or at least this defining line for me in the way that I actually want guys, I desire men to see masculinity and the way that I'm teaching men to see masculinity. Because again, it can't be everything and nothing all at the same time. There's got to be defining features for it or it wouldn't be a term. So we got to have some form of defining features. But I believe that the definition of masculinity was created in such a way that it recognized the ability for cultures to have different frameworks around this, especially as we've created society that can create the written word and definitions and all of these things that we incorporate into life today. And if we go down to even uh, masculinity, it references masculine in the actual definition. So if we then break that down further and pull masculine out, masculine just means considered to be characteristic of men. That is it. And if it's considered to be a characteristic of men, we can see how culturally that is going to change. There are aspects within every single culture that have that different characteristic of men. So in that, I believe both these terms were given to us in a way that allowed us to have this adaptability of masculinity through in throughout the different cultures to be able to accommodate the different environments that they're in. And again, I put this out numerous times since I've started the podcast and a lot of writings that I've done is that you know you can pluck a guy out from Alabama or Georgia somewhere in the south grab him and drop him in the city in New York or California or Portland or or, or uh Seattle or any of the big cities hell even in like Atlanta um you can put him in a big city so take a guy out of kind of like the backwoods or a guy um the men considered manly men right out of these rural environments within the south and then pluck them in and place them into a city and the values of masculinity are going to be different. I guarantee you. And you can debate on this all you want. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is the truth is they are. 
they're going to be very different of what is expected of men in that environment. And that man that was plucked out of the rural environment of wherever you want to bring him from is going to find himself potentially in an environment that doesn't see him as being super masculine or doesn't see him as being a guy that embodies the masculine features of that environment, right? And vice versa, you pull a guy out of the city. You know, this is why a lot of the rural kind of men call them city slickers. They made a movie about this, Billy Crystal, fucking epic. But when you take someone out of the city and he may be a very successful man in the city for the purposes and environment that he is designed to be a man in that city and you put him in the woods or you put him in that rural environment, is he going to be successful or viewed as a man in that environment? High likelihood is no, he's not because there is a different expectation. And so when we really break this down in in my opinion this is how this is the conversation we really have to have because i believe there was a break in the now the original versions of masculinity because the environment held so long thousands of years that environment of hostility that environment of survival that environment of that you know needing that protection from not only uh, animals, but man as well, as civilization was moving its way towards, you know, civility, that created a version of masculinity that was necessary for these core pieces to be every man's foundation and to be viewed as a good, strong man in that environment. 100% agree with that. And I think that that is a very powerful thing to understand because, again, we can't build the foundations of masculinity until we understand where we came from. So to understand that those were things that we actually derive from and maybe men are have more propensity to go towards them. And there's maybe some men that don't have that propensity to go towards them. And it's to say, okay, that was where we, we kind of came from. That was our early foundations. And then in some way, we had a break in that as civilization developed, which is why we see a different version of what that is culturally within men today and what those pieces are. So just think about that. And I really wanted to break this down because I think it it deserves discussing, number one. And number two, I think that I need I needed to be more clear with men about what this meant to be authentic what it means to be authentic. You're still embodying masculine features. I just think there is an extension of what those features are and your combination of them can be different than my combination, but it's no less of a man than I am, right? And in certain environments, you actually may even thrive better than me, right? And so, and vice versa. And that is where I think the really, the power in masculinity is as well, is that when we find that authenticity in masculinity and we make our combination up that really aligns with who we are in our soul, then we really step into our power as men on this planet. So hope you enjoyed this dissection. If you get a chance, make sure in a few weeks, chime in to the episode with Jack Donovan, amazing human being, uh, we have a great conversation and really good stuff. He's got uh, a few books out that are I highly recommend. I think he does a great job dissecting this stuff. And I think he's trying to usher men into the right direction. But hopefully you guys really appreciated this. Hopefully this provides some clarity for guys 
maybe that were being confronted uh, on either side of the fence, right? Whether they're being confronted by men on the more rigid side of like, hey, this is what it has to be um, because this is the old days of like what has been our foundation or even on the other side, guys that have been like, well, isn't it adaptable? You know, I can make a, a version of this that's still kind of consistent, but, you know, is more in alignment with me. Those guys being criticized. There's two conversations to be had, but I think at the end of the day, hopefully this helps guys really see clearly what those conversations are and then how to bring that together to really have good communication with their brothers and with themselves and really start to move in a direction that they find that authenticity and live that highest version of themselves. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And as always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble. Until next time.